Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Hello and welcome back to another special edition of the West Coast Fanatics show. We are back on a Monday night. We wanted to get our uh, our regular season Milwaukee Brewers awards in for the 2023 season before the Brewers start the playoffs tomorrow. And we are excited to have Vinny Rotino back with us for these awards. So we're really excited to jump into these. Uh, Vinny, how you doing? Good to have you back. Great. Yeah, thanks for having me on again, guys. I think my camera's a little blurry, but we'll we'll make do. Hopefully it that's better. Figures out, yeah. <laughs> All righty. So, Jake, you ready to you ready to rock into these? I think we have like ten categories that we were yeah. gonna uh, we're gonna give some names on. And as you can see, first up on the list is Team MVP. So, Vinny, you're the guest, so we'll let you go first. Who would you say is the Brewers' Team MVP for 2023? Oh, Team MVP has to be for me. It's got to be. Um, it's got to be uh, Corbin. Corbin oh. Burns is my team okay. MVP. Yeah, just because of the innings that he gave. Um, wow. You know, he, he just did a great job of kind of writing the ship early on in the season. He really struggled. And then he was part of that three-headed monster uh, for, of the Brewers starting rotation uh, at the end there. Best team in baseball since since uh, August 18th, 23 and 14, I believe, was the record. And that was the best record in all of baseball. And so I think just at the end of it, uh, he ga- he gave – 200 innings um, this season, and he was just a, a very steady presence in the rotation, especially, you know, down the stretch. He was one of the best pitchers in all of baseball. He actually had 193 innings with 200 punch outs. So um, I'm giving it to Corbin. Um, and uh, yeah, uh, I think he deserves it. I think I saw something. He hasn't missed a start since like 2021. Yeah. It's right. so reliable. Exactly. Reliable. Very, yeah. very valuable to the pitching staff. Uh, Jake, who's your team MVP? I went with the newcomer, uh, William Contreras. Uh, this guy has been just amazing. Uh, first in average at 291. He's third in on-base percentage. Yelly is second. And Mark Canna is first in on-base percentage, which is amazing. Uh, he is tied for first in slugging percentage with Carlos Santana. And he is also first in OPS at 828. So, I mean, he's been awesome. He crushes left-handed pitching, 359 average. So, that was something that the Brewers uh, definitely struggled in. So, coming in, being able to hit lefties, uh, he's got much better defensively. Tyler called that, by the way. Um, he needs to get a little bit better at uh, stolen uh, controlling runners on the base pads. He's given up 121 stolen ba- stolen bases this season. But – that might be something to do with the game plan for the Brewers as well. But uh, working with the the Brewers pitching lab, he's gotten so much better. But William Contreras has been a, a godsend, really. So thank you, Atlanta. Yeah. Uh, William Contreras is my team MVP also. And spoiler alert, this is not going to be the last section you hear me saying William Contreras' name. Ooh. So our second award is going to go to the best newcomer to the team. So this could be somebody who was a trade deadline acquisition, a free agent, or an off-season trade. So 
Uh, Vinny, back to you. Who would you say is the best Brewers newcomer? That that's William Contreras, without a doubt. Um, oh, he did he did uh, just an unbelievable job with the pitching staff. He turned his career around, I guess, uh, kind of shed the label of being just an offensive first catcher. So he handled the staff. I mean, I could have gone with him for the MVP as well. Um, I just think with, you know, I just decided to give it to Corbin, but, but William could have certainly been the team MVP as well. I, I mean, we're talking about one of the elite hitters in all of baseball, he 291 is top 15 in all of baseball, just in terms of batting average. I don't batting average doesn't mean a whole lot anymore, um, but it does, right? Because, you know, you're, you're just wreaking havoc with opposing pitching staffs. Mm-hmm. Very difficult to get this guy out. He's so instinctual. He's such a, uh, just a smart hitter, just a smart baseball player in general. He's competitive. Um, yeah, I mean, echoing what Jake said, uh, absolutely thank you for the trade from the yeah. Oakland A's over to um, over to Milwaukee, and then they added you all Piams on top of it. So, William Contreras, the, the top newcomer of the year for me. Jake, who is your uh, top best newcomer? I just want to echo something about Contreras. If you guys want to see something beautiful, go look at his hit chart. Oh, my God. That is a thing of beauty. And now I'm going to give away my best newcomer. It's a rookie. His name is oh. Sal Freelick. Oh, um, I like it. I really love Sal's approach at the plate. Um, I love his demeanor. I think he's a, I think he's a guy that's going to be, you know, you know, you get, you could take batting average for, for what you want. Like, like you, like Vinny said, but, he has a good on-base percentage. He has to figure out lefties a little bit more. He struggled against lefties later in the year. He only hit 184, but I trust him to to figure that out. Uh, and his defense has just been impeccable. Dude, this guy is flying everywhere, flying into the net in, in Chicago, flying into every wall in every ballpark, Texas, Milwaukee. Flying into Joey Weimer. Yeah, into Joey <laughs> Weimer, freaking giving him the forearm shiver. I mean, uh, Sal Frelick has been amazing. I cannot wait to watch his career unfold in Milwaukee. Yeah, um, we all have different answers for this one. I went. This is where I went with Mark Canna. Yeah, uh, it I, seems I that his his ascendance really is what kind of helped turn the Brewers around. It, it coincides well, I think, as his uh, ascension to being one of the most reliable, consistent players in the Brewers lineup uh, really kind of uh, paralleled where the Brewers, like Vinny mentioned, with the best record since August 18th. I think that's really what um is a big part of where this uh where this team turned around for the better and i don't think and we talked about this with you last time we were here vinny last time you were on with us we all thought this this division was going to come down to the last series with the cubs yeah. the brewers ended up clearing by nine games yeah. unbelievable yep it's quite <laughs> the turnaround had that on our brewers bingo card at the beginning of the year yeah <laughs> and the, and then the cardinals finishing dead last yeah that's have that on the yeah. Who had that to start there, right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Jake, I think we had the Brewers and Cardinals finishing within three yep. games of each other. Yeah, um, I think I had the Brewers at ninety-one wins, and they finished with ninety-two. So, yeah, great position to be in. So this is going to be an interesting one. Vinny, we'll go back to you. Who is the best defender award for you for the Brewers this year? Um. Tough one. They were second in all of baseball and defensive runs saved. It's a metric that they measure. They use um, they use uh, Hawkeye cameras, basically like high tech cameras to figure out how guys are ranging to balls and their jumps they're getting. It's very very advanced uh, kind of metric. It's not real clear 
um, yet uh, with all the data and analytics, like what, you know, what is value with defense? I think like, defensive runs saved is pretty um, universally um, known as like kind of the more accurate um, defensive metric and the Brewers were second in all baseball. So, I mean, all up and down the lineup, all over the field, they're playing great defense, great def- defense in the outfield, great defense up the middle in the infield. Um, behind the plate, they were stealing strikes like crazy. But I, I got to give it to Bryce Terang just because of the, the sheer volume of highlight reel plays that he was making look extremely easy that were very, very difficult plays, especially that one that he ranged up the middle for to the back end, and then he's able to throw back across his body and get guys out just time and time again. So Bryce Terang, he is he's the uh, defensive player of the year for me. Jake, what about you? Who's your best uh, defender? Yeah, and Vinny hit hit the nail right on the head. It has to be Bryce Terang. Um, I wrote in my notes, I was like, his impact in general on this defense was insane. He had 12 runs saved, and he had a 998 fielding percentage. They they marked him for six errors, which I wrote in parentheses, feels high to me. Uh, But he's just – his range is crazy. It's so crazy that Carlos Santana a couple weeks ago was – literally getting balls that Bryce Trang was going to get for easy outs. You remember when we were talking about that on yep. the show, Tyler? Yeah. We were like, man, Carlos just got to know that Bryce is just there. Like, Bryce is just there. You just know that. You just trust him. You just let the ball go. And I understand Santana's a good fielder as well. But you got to let that go and just let Bryce make the play because he makes everything look effortless. Yeah. Um, I didn't go with Bryce Trang as my best defender. Uh, I picked a guy and I said he was going to come back. I picked William Contreras. Now, there's a reason that I picked this is because in the beginning of the season, I made a bold prediction. My bold prediction was that William Contreras, who was 46th in pitch framing in 2022, was going to go to top 24. He was going to have a a 100% improvement, and he blew my bold prediction out of the water. William Contreras was fifth in pitch framing this year. He's <laughs> yeah. this is this is where it gets to the defense for me. His defensive run saved in 2022 was minus seven. Oh. In 2023, it was plus eight. That is insane, actually. Yeah, so I wanted to give William Contreras some love for the massive improvement he made in just one season yes. defensively. But Tyler, don't forget, he's not one of the top 50 players important in the playoffs. Dude, that's or MLB.com yeah. it is. Yeah, MLB.com left him out of their top 50 most important players in the playoffs, which is wild. Mm. So I'm going to go back. My dad's getting ahead of us with the surprising newcomer, but that's going to be – we have a most unexpected segment coming. But my dad asked how many of the rookies could have been part of the best newcomers. I mean, they all had moments. That's just my opinion. I'll let Vinny answer, though. How many of the rookies could have been part of the best newcomers? Um, I wouldn't say um, Joey Weimer just because I think he's going to be a good player. I just think the bat was just he was he was an automatic out at times this year. The defense was exceptional in center. Um, who else? I, I, you could make an argument for Andrew Monasterio. Um, uh, he he stepped up and he played and he played every day at third base, which you would never have expected mm-hmm. when you first saw him. So he he did a great job. Um, some of the other rookies, Sal, obviously. Um, Jake and I talked earlier about Blake Perkins. 
Yeah. Uh, for him to have a third of some of the innings played as some other outfielders and for him to be up among those top ranks in defensive runs saved is, is wild. Yeah, he played he, – he was surprisingly really good in the outfield, uh, really, really good jumps. And and that's one where you kind of need the, the analytics to help you out a little bit sure. with how good he is because he made it look so easy out there. Such a – it's like a, what you would describe with him in terms of scouting is you would say he's got a very low pulse. Like he doesn't really get too excited, mm -hmm. doesn't um, – and he makes things look effortless, and so I think that's why. Um, I mean, he graded out really high in terms of uh, in terms of all the metrics with the de like defensive that. metrics. Yeah, so he was great. Um, and then I guess the other guy, yeah. But so I mean, you could make it. I wouldn't say top though for me. I, I wouldn't say those guys would be like the newcomer of the year for the Brewers though. Yeah. And then a couple of guys in the bullpen, Abner Uribe, Elvis Paguero, all those guys being, yeah. Um, those guys being rookies too. All right. <clears throat> so the next one after best defender that we have is pitcher of the year. So Vinny, you, you gave Corbin Burns as the team MVP. Does he also make your pitcher of the year or do you have a different answer for that one? No, he's gotta be, he's gotta be pitcher of the year for me. Uh, it, Look, taking nothing away from Freddie Peralta, I just didn't didn't think Freddie got. I mean, Freddie had thirty less, twenty eight less innings than Corbin, and so I think with the amount of innings that they, if you're comparing just the performance, um, not counting the innings, I think they're probably neck and neck, especially down the stretch. I don't think there was a better pitcher than Freddie Peralta in the last eleven starts in the big leagues. I think Blake Snell might have had a better ERA. Um, and he kind of had a dud this last start that he made, but um, the previous 10 were historically good. I mean, a whip at like 0.78, he was striking out the world and then wasn't walking anybody. So I don't want to take anything away from Freddie. Um, I just think the innings that Burns got was they were so consistent. He took the ball every fifth or sixth day and then um, 193 innings. I mean, it was, it was really good. And then he pitched so well down the stretch, like I said. So I'm giving it to Burns. Jake, who's your pitcher of the year? Yeah, I went with uh, Burns, and really the difference when I was looking at him and Freddie was how Burns is the same pitcher at home and on the road, where Freddie is more tilted towards playing better baseball at American Family Field. And that's not a knock on him. That's just there's levels to this shit, right? And Corbin Burns is at the top level. He's he's the top dog. He's the alpha. He's a Cy Young Award winner. He's he's got that cutter and he's been, he's got a nasty curveball now. I mean, it's just disgusting. Um, his his ERA uh, against lefties is one or his his opponent batting average. I apologize. His opponent batting average. Um, <clears throat> oh shit, that's the wrong one. I'm sorry. There's so many tiny numbers in here. I apologize. <laughs> Let me look here. So at home, he had 14 games, seven quality starts, 80 innings pitched, and he had 80 Ks. That's a one-two-one whip and a four-two-eight ERA on the road. He's better. He had 18 games, 12 quality starts, 120 Ks, a 0 0.97 whip, and a 277 ERA. He's Damn. a stud on the road. So you need a guy to start a road game and get a big win for you. We have that guy on our roster. I personally think we have two, but we got sad news about one of them today. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 
So I did want to give some love to Freddie Peralta in this segment. Freddie Peralta finished two strikeouts shy of leapfrogging Brandon Woodruff for a top five strikeout season in Brewers franchise history. Mm. He finished at 210. Brandon Woodruff is number five at 211. So Freddie had two more strikeouts. Uh, he would have passed Brandon Woodruff for the fifth best strikeout season in Milwaukee Brewers history. So I wanted to give some love to Freddie Peralta. I like it. Um, before we do our next award, Bill asked the question. Uh, Vinny, we kind of talked about this before the show a little bit. Uh, what will be the best or worst case scenario coming about the news from about Brandon Woodruff? Uh, besides the obvious, who picks up the banner and makes the most of the opportunity? Or is it more on the offense to step up? Um, offense, for me, I, I think the Brewers now become not that um, kind of sexy team that everyone's going to put their you know jump on the bandwagon with because they have the three-headed monster three basically Cy Young award candidates in their rotation for the month of October so I think now with Woody out likely out it sounds like he's for sure out for the wild card series sounds like you know just speculating sounds like he's going to be out for the whole thing yeah. um so let's assume that that is the case I think I think you, what you're going to get from Wade Miley I love Wade Miley I think he's going to give you great outings in in the postseason um, and I also, we've talked about how much we all like, uh, Adrian Hauser. So I think those guys are going to do fine in the rotation when you have to go to a four man rotation for the playoffs. Um, I do think, however, um, uh, you know, the offense is going to have to step up even with Woody in the rotation, the offense is going to have to step up anyway to make this deep run and, and win the whole thing. So I think it's on the offense, um, you know, having Woody out it's just it's it just kind of puts a little bit more pressure on everybody to be honest and i think i think a, i think what's not being talked about is the amount of pressure it's going to be putting on it's going to be that's going to be put on the bullpen and some of the arms in the bullpen they're going to have to cover extra innings and and they're going to have to just be lights out and and let's hope that that's the case i think they can still do it i think it's just going to be a little bit harder with a little bit more pressure yeah i agree Alrighty, so we have a pitcher of the year, and then we also differentiated reliever of the year. So, Vinny, who's your reliever of the year for the Brewers? Uh, Devin Williams. It just is. I could have gone Hobie Milner uh, as well. Hobie Milner was un unbelievable all year long. I just think that um, just Devin's the best closer in the game for me. He just is. Uh, the the changeup and fastball combo is just you don't see big leaguers swing and miss at a fastball at 93 miles an hour right down the middle very often. Like, and they do it over and over and over because a changeup is that good. So he is the best closer in the game. I got to, I got to say that he's the best. Uh, Hobie, Hobie pitched unbelievable all year as well. 182 ERA with 70 appearances, 70, was it 70 plus or it's, it was either 70 or 71. 71. I think it was, I think it was 71. Actually, seventy-three. He pitched yeah, seventy-three. Yep. Pitched seventy-three ball games had a whip under one. Unbelievable <laughs> season. He had a one point eight two ERA. I I just think Devin Williams is that good. We might see Hobie pitch the eighth in these playoffs. We'll we'll see. Um, or maybe he's that bridge guy between um, between the starter and I guess maybe Piamps or, or, or Uribe. I, I I think Uribe, and I'm kind of going off on a tangent here, but I think Uribe is going to have a big postseason as well. Ooh. All righty. Well, we'll star, put a pin like in it. that. I'll come back to that. Yeah. Um, like that. Jake, I, I'm 
I think it's a fair assumption that you have Devin Williams as the reliever of the year also. Yeah, and I agree. I think he's the best closer in baseball. So you were talking about that changeup. Batters are hitting 0.98 against his changeup. Ridiculous. That is that is just dumb. So less than ten percent. That's, that's crazy. That's, dumb. that's so dumb. Yeah. <laughs> so I wrote down some numbers here, and just like Corbin Burns, he's the same pitcher at home and away. That when you're a dude, it doesn't matter where you pitch. You're just good, right? Some people are guys. Some people are dudes. He's a dude. And at home, he had 33 and two thirds innings pitched. He only gave up 11 hits, four earned runs. He had 50 Ks. A 0.99 opponent batting average. That is just filthy. And away, he had 25 innings pitched, give up 15 hits, six earned runs, had 37 Ks, and a 165 opponent batting average. So <laughs> he had the 36 saves. And I wanted to I wanted to go over this because this is this is also dumb. During night games, he had a 163 opponent batting average. In day games, 0.76. Bro, these numbers, I was just like, I can't fit all these numbers on this page anymore. <laughs> He's got so many numbers that are just like, oh, my God. I mean, Devin yeah. Williams is so good, dude. They made the right call training Josh Hader, by the way. Not enough people are saying it, but they made the right call. Yeah, it seems to be that way. Yeah. Um, I also had Devin Williams as my reliever of the year. It, it was – I'm going to give some love to Hobie Milner in the next award, but – it, it it couldn't be anybody else, in my opinion. So, all right. We can go uh, back to Vinny for underrated pitcher of the year. Jake and I, we love doing our underrated performers, so we separated it so we could do two guys, uh, an underrated mm-hmm. pitcher and an underrated position player. But, uh, Vinny, who would your underrated pitcher of the year award go to? Underrated, I mean, Hobie. That's for me, just everything that I said, because you could have given him the reliever of the year award, but Devin Williams is that is that good, so you can't. I just think he just was so reliable. He took the ball every single day that they asked him to. I mean, there were times I think he pitched five out of six, something crazy like that. So, I mean, just took the ball, commanded the baseball at 88 miles an hour, had you know three pitches, a three-pitch mix. You don't really see that from relievers too often that – and then the ability just to, to spot up and put it put the ball where he wanted to, night in and night out. It was just so consistent. And that's what was so impressive about Hobie. Um, and, and I mean, remember he was a waiver claim, I believe, from the Phillies, and and then the Brewer. It and he was up and down his first year. So like the the progression to where he was to where he is now is is really impressive. And and I think he's he he wins that award for me. The Brewers signed him as a free agent on December 18th, 2020. Okay. Yeah. So minor minor league free agent. He was released then by the Phillies, I believe. Uh, he was granted. Okay, so he was purchased by the Tampa Bay Rays from the Phillies in 2018, granted free agency in 2019, signed as a free agent with the Dodgers oh, wow. on November 20th, 2019, and then December, tw- December 2nd, 2020, he was granted free agency and signed with the Brewers, and here he is. Yeah, as a minor league, as a minor league free agent deal. Yeah. 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 Uh, Jake, who is your underrated pitcher of the year? So I went with Bryce Wilson, um, and the reason I went with Bryce Wilson is he was kind of thrown in every single situation. He was used as a guy when a starter had a bad start, put him in, let him eat some innings. Right? He was put in high pressure situations, home, away. It didn't matter. This guy came in, 
uh, came over from the Pittsburgh Pirates, obviously. And he's a guy that's just been getting better and better as the year has gone on. And my evidence for this is in August, he had a 135 ERA. In September, he has a 0.71 ERA and a 0.78 opponent batting average. So the guy is just hitting perfect stride. Definitely part of that Brewers bullpen that's just so, so dominant. So I did also go with Hobie Milner. Um, in addition to him leading the team in appearances from the bullpen, um, Jake, even even you and I, um, we've, we've basically named... Our bodies come in different shapes and sizes, so doesn't it make sense that our weight loss plans should too? That's the beauty of Noom. They build a personal plan that factors in dietary restrictions, medical issues, and other personal needs so your plan works for you. Noom doesn't restrict or shame when you want to treat yourself. Their flexible program focuses on progress. Instead of perfection, you don't have to give up carbs or anything. And with their daily lessons, you can learn something new about your food choices every day. After just a few days of using the app, I learned how to recognize cues for overeating and how to choose the right foods to feel full. Stay focused on what's important to you with Noom's psychology and biology-based approach. Sign up for your trial today at Noom.com. That's N-O-O-M. Dot com and check out Noom's first ever cookbook, The Noom Kitchen, for a hundred healthy and delicious recipes to promote better living. Available to buy now wherever books are sold. In the underrated performer uh, segment yeah. in all of our shows for Hobie Milner, um, yep. he was basically the the underrated performer of underrated performers. If we had a trophy for it, Hobie Milner would be the gold guy on the top. Um, we, we made the graphic for the law firm of Paguero, Piamps, and Williams when those three were running the 7th, 8th, and ninth inning. Abner Uribe has come up, and he's been electric. We've seen great outings from Trevor McGill. But the guy who's been in that shuffle of all of those guys throughout the entire season, it's not like he missed a chunk of time. He's been there all year, and he doesn't get talked about enough. It's Hobie Milner. So that's why, for me, he wins the underrated pitcher of the year award for me. Nice. I like it. All well, right. Well done, Tyler. <laughs> um, so, Vinny, back to you. Who would be your underrated position player of the year award? Underrated position player of the year. I'm going to say this is going to be like a not a not a very intuitive answer. It's, it's Willie Adamas, just because of because okay. because of the defense. For one, that was so consistent, despite almost hitting under 200 at one point. You could see the pressure mounting on Willie Adamas's face in at bats when he was like hovering around the Mendoza line, and then ever since everyone was acquired, and then everyone else started hitting. I think I'm, am I am I still did I yep, freeze right there? Nope. It was part. It was part. It was part of that mix that helped uh, the team kind of make that run and the offense really kind of clicked on all cylinders. And Willie was, was a big part of that in these last six weeks. I mentioned this on, on our show last Wednesday that I like the fact that Craig council has been able to use Freelick in the five Willie in the six, and then Donaldson in the seven almost gives you like a mini lineup reset in the middle of the batting order. Mm-hmm. I think that's actually been something that has really kind of helped Willie Adamas out as well. Yeah. Uh, Jake, who would be your underrated position player of the year? So your dad was uh, looking at my notebook because I have Andrew Monasterio. Uh, the guy just literally came out of nowhere. Um, another guy that hits lefties really, really good. Uh, 291 average, a 387 on base percentage. 
a 392 slugging and a 780 OPS. So the guy against lefties is very, very good. Uh, he locked down the third base and started playing some really good defense, kind of made Brian Anderson expendable, and I was really rooting for Brian Anderson. I was really excited for that acquisition. But Andrew Monasterio, he's got a little bit of speed. Uh, the smile is infectious, and uh, the celebration is uh, its hitting. I like it. <laughs> I like that Andre Monasterio's smile was the first thing, like one of the first things that we noticed about him when he came Dude. up. I remember having that in my notes that he just looks like he's happy to be here. And speaking of my dad getting ahead of people's notes, Tyrone Taylor. I I picked Tyrone Taylor for my underrated position player of the year. Um, Look at you. I was, Look at you. I was basically, <laughs> after he came back from his injury, struggled for a little while, and even into early in the year, um, I was basically out with Tyron Taylor, like knowing how many outfield prospects we have coming up. And I'll, I'll say that I was pretty much done with Tyron Taylor and he has, he has been the guy uh, in the second half of the season. He's batting 271. He has a 311 on base percentage. It's a little low, but he has a 548 slug second half of the season. He's hitting nine home runs, 14 doubles and 31 RBI. So for me, I couldn't ignore Tyrone Taylor. I had to give him his credit. And he's, yeah, he's the best, best at sliding in on the team. Dude, yeah. He's so good at that. Yeah, <laughs> All right. <clears throat> Vinny, back to you. Who would win your most improved player award for 2023? Most improved player award. Um, let me think about this for a second. Um, in the criteria is from the start of the season to the end of the season, or maybe looking at a guy from last year to this year. What's the criteria you guys? The are world is your oyster. You can uh, you can frame <laughs> it you want. whatever way you want to judge it, man. Yeah, man. There's some guys that have had some kind of up and down seasons. Some guys have just had down seasons. Um, man. Oh, man. I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to punt. Uh, and then I'll answer <laughs> after this one's a tough one. All right. YouTube. We got a comment that said Colin Ray is going to go crazy in the playoffs. I'm here for it. Ah, shit, man. That would be something. Oh. <laughs> um, Jake, who is your most improved player for 2023? So it's going to sound kind of corny because he was my MVP, but I went with Contreras just because of the defense, man. He literally oh, okay. improved so much on defense that, he made himself an everyday catcher just by being that good on defense and the bat. So you can't take him out of the lineup because he hits too good and he controls the pitching staff now and he's framing pitches. And I just went with uh, Contreras because he just improved so much on defense. So I went with Christian Yelich. Um, oh. Basically across the board, he's been better than he was last year. Um, we, even as far as issuing the Christian Yelich apology form, He's got uh, 26 more bases than last year. His OPS plus is at 124. His OPS is 80 points higher than it was last season. His slugging is up over 60 points. His on-base percentage is up 15 points, and his batting average is up 26 points uh, from where he was last year. So a healthy Christian Yelich for about 90% of this season was maybe not an MVP level Christian Yelich, but he was all star level Christian Yelich. So for me, he was the most improved, and it has, in my opinion, has a lot to do with his health. It's a great answer. I do, I do think he was. 
just for conversation's sake, I do think that's probably the answer I would go with is Christian Yelich because of what you just kind of outlined. But I'm going to say Adrian Hauser because I think I like and, 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 and he had a 412 ERA and he and he didn't have that great of a year. I just think the way the process as to which he improved, he, I, I know that he kind of tweaked some things with his delivery and he was so much more consistent with his delivery and then just his ability to command that sinker. It's a great sinker to the inside part of the plate to lefties, that front hip sinker. He could never do it before. He never had a weapon to get lefties out. And that was a new weapon for him. Um, and so that's why I'm going to say Hauser, but I think Yelich is probably the right, the answer I would go with. There's no right answers on this, but the, the answer I would probably go with, um, cause I did see like some real maturation from Adrian Hauser, um, despite him having, you know, it wasn't a it wasn't a phenomenal year by any stretch, but I think the process as to how he's going about it now is is certainly improved. Yeah, and you you talked about Adrian Elzer the last time you're on with us, so it's uh, it fits with with what you've said about him before. And doubling down on that, I'm not gonna not gonna knock you for giving credit to a guy who doesn't get very much and is deserving of time. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So this one, this is gonna be an interesting one. This is. Who is the the most unexpected player from 2023 for you? I think Elvis Baguero was most improved in the beginning of the season. He was in AAA and then was the seventh inning man two months later. Elvis Baguero definitely could have been part of the most improved. Uh, that so, one also came from YouTube. Um, I think well, he might pop up in this segment. But who, Vinny? Who is your most unexpected player? Most unexpected is Abner Uribe. I think just because oh. he had. Just because he had 80 innings under his belt, 80 professional innings under his belt, and he, yeah. you know, he's such a young player. You didn't expect him to come up and just kind of dominate the way that he did. You didn't expect him to really be able to you, – you, we've seen this type before in, in baseball. The guy that throws a billion miles an hour and has disgusting stuff but then comes up and needs a little time to acclimate himself. He didn't need any time. He just came up and just started dealing. That's why I think he was – he was so unexpected for me. And again, I, I think it's going to come down to how well the bullpen performs in this postseason. Um, they're just going to need enough offense, and then they're going to be able to hopefully hand it over to some of these guys that have really stepped up in the season, like Abner Uribe, McG Trevor McGills, um, of course, Milner and, and Piomps and, and Devin and Peguero. But the kind of unexpected arms and Yuri Bay's one of them. He's the most unexpected for me and how he performed this year. I think the most unexpected thing was given how much shuffling the Brewers did with pitchers is that he came up and never went back down. Right. That's a good call. Uh, Jake, who was your most unexpected player? I don't know if this is going to count in your book, but I went with Mark Hanna. Uh, when I, when we oh, traded yeah. for Mark Hanna, nice. And I was looking at the average, and I was looking at how he played. And I know that this is kind of against our rules is uh, looking at the stat book and kind of judging a player off that. But, uh, you know, you can take me to jail if you want, but I didn't watch a lot of New York Mets games <laughs> or Oakland A's games when he was over there. But when, I, when he came over and he just started hitting, you know, home runs and doubles, and, you know, I thought he was just going to be a guy that would give Yelich a day off every now and then or play right field every now and then, you know, and just kind of give these guys, get these guys off their feet every now and then. But he became a cornerstone player for us. And the moment that really cemented it, that really made that trade just hilarious for me because the Mets are paying his his contract is when he hit the, the grand slam. Uh, I know 
I still watch that replay because that play is just amazing. So it, it was definitely Mark Hanna for me. And like I said earlier, he's first on the team and on base percentage. So the guy is just producing for free, by the way. I have to keep yeah. throwing that out there because people were complaining so much about the trade. Yeah, it's it was funny actually seeing at the trade deadline how confident Cubs fans were that Timer oh, Candelario was going to outproduce Mark Canna and Carlos Santana. Yeah. And Mark Canna just became this monstrous stud for the Brewers. I think the thing that was most satisfying for me about Mark Canna was seeing him walk out of the dugout when they clinched the division, just smoking a cigar, just happy to be here. <laughs> uh, for my most unexpected, I put two guys down just in case one of them got mentioned. But my first one would be Andre Monasterio. He's a guy who wasn't even on the radar for us at the beginning of the season when Jake and I did our Brewers primer. I mean, uh, Jake gives me a lot of credit for calling for the youth movement yeah. that had a bunch of rookies coming up. But Elvis Pagaro, or not Elvis Pagaro, uh, Andre Monasterio wasn't a guy that I had in the mix as far as the youth movement was concerned. I was talking about Joey Weimer and Bryce Terang and Garrett Mitchell and Sal Freelich and having all of those guys up. And Andre Monasterio wasn't even on my radar as far as a guy who could come up and contribute, not to mention contribute as much as he has. And like Jake said, take the everyday starting third baseman role as soon as Brian Anderson got injured and then never give it back until the Brewers signed Josh Donaldson, which all in all, I just think this uh, needs to be a lot of credit given to Matt Arnold for how he's managed this team. And then the other one that I wanted to throw was Elvis Paguero. Coming over in the Hunter Renfro trade, it wasn't really a, you know a lot expected of that, except that the Brewers were clearing some salary and clearing an outfield spot for some of these young guys. And then, um, like the YouTube comment says from, um, I think Elvis Paguero was most improved in the beginning of the season. He was in AAA, and then he was the seventh inning man two months later. So for Elvis Paguero to be a rookie and have pretty rough major league appearances as an angel and then to be in Milwaukee and to you know really lock down the the seventh inning of the the law firm of Paguero, Piams, and Williams, as Jake and I refer to it, um, was really, really unexpected. Yeah. All right, so we have two more awards to give out. One, most excited player you're excited to watch in the 2023 playoffs. Uh, Vinny, who are you excited to watch in the playoffs starting tomorrow? Uh, the guy that I am excited to watch and who is kind of my pick to click is Willie Adamas. I, I think, again, I think he's kind of, I think we know what kind of impact Willie Adamas can have on our, on the lineup when he is swinging the bat. Well, and when he is swinging the bat, well, he is a very difficult out and he can do pretty much everything with the bat again, when he is hot and I know he's streaky and he was, as streaky as any player in baseball this year, um, and a lot more down streaks and negative streaks than than you know positive streaks this year, for sure. But like he can carry the lineup, he he certainly can. I think people they're not necessarily kind of forgetting about him. I'm sh of course they're not, um, but with all the other bats in the lineup that have just consistently given a quality at bat up and down the lineup. Um, ever since the newcomers came from from the trade deadline, Mark Hanna and William er, and uh, and um, uh, Carlos Santana, Josh Donaldson, and they've kind of lengthened the lineup. And then Tyrone Taylor's hitting. I think teams are going to again not forget about Willie Adams, but not be as careful with Willie Adams, make mistakes, and he will do some damage. I, I'm most excited about what Willie's going to be able. And 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 not only that, he is a 
he is a um, he loves the spotlight on him. He he is not afraid to have that spotlight on him, the big spots in a game, and he's been able to step up in his Brewers tenure, and I think he's going to do so in a big way in the playoffs. I mean, even you can go back to when he was with the Rays. He was a big part of their their uh, World right. Series run that they went on um, right. before he was acquired by the Brewers. Uh, my dad said a healthy Mitchell hopefully is electrifying. It, if Mitchell can do anything in the playoffs, it's going to be a testament to his work ethic to come back from his yeah. shoulder injury, which he already deserves a big scoop of credit for. But, yeah, anything we get from Garrett Mitchell is going to be just exciting and bonus. It's a good call. Um, Jake, who are you most excited to watch in the playoffs? So I picked Carlos Santana <clears throat> for a few reasons. Um, he's played in the World Series before. He played with Cleveland back in 2016. And, you know, you go to the top two guys in our lineup, and Tyler, we talked last week about Yelich coming back, and he's hitting the ball a little bit harder. Maybe the back is feeling a little bit better. We obviously know what William Contreras is going to do. And if we get that third guy, Carlos Santana, to hit for power like he's been doing – that's going to make the Brewers lineup really, really tough. He hits from both sides of the of the plate, so that's a really big key. Um, he has six home runs uh, versus right-handers and 17 home runs uh, as a left-handed batter. So, I mean, the guy just gets hits, and he's just he, – his experience and the way that – I just love how goofy he is. I just got to point <laughs> that out, man. I love the dance moves. Um, I love uh, the leadership that he brings. I think he's just been a really underrated acquisition. And you called that one, so I got to give credit to you. He was one of your trade targets, and the Brewers got felt him. so good. Good felt job. So good. I, I felt smart. <laughs> <laughs> um, it, this segment kind of pains me because I had Brandon Woodruff as the player I was most excited to watch in the playoffs. Um, not that everybody doesn't believe that it was possible, but I think Brandon Woodruff was kind of the most outwardly uh, outspoken on, you know, the really believing that this was the year for the Brewers. And you can see the pain in him talking about it today when he's talking about it, that he's bummed that he's not going to be able to to pitch for the Brewers. Um, so that's why I'm really, really hoping that when he gets a second opinion that he's got some good news that uh, that he'll be able to go in a potential NLDS. But pivoting from that after the the injury news, I went with Christian Yelich because I you, you look at the, the, the five guys who were part of all – five of these playoff runs, which is Brandon Woodruff, Corbin Burns, Freddie Peralta, Adrian Hauser, and Christian Yelich. Christian Yelich being the only position player of that group <laughs> and all of the expectations that he had after the back-to-back -back MVP caliber seasons, which I think if he doesn't get hurt in 2019, I think he wins back-to-back -back MVPs. But, you know, all of the bad things that the fan base has said about him over the last two and a half seasons, if he can come and be a playoff hero – that to me would be like the like a really ultimate satisfying thing for us having been so vocally in support of Christian Yelich while he battled through his injuries and then went on his his rebound tour through 2023. If that could culminate in him playing well in the playoffs, I would be ecstatic for Christian Yelich. That's a good call. Good answer, buddy. All right, last one. So based on 2023, who is the player that you're most excited to watch in 2024, Vinny? Um, based on this year, the guy I am most excited about is, um, yeah, I, I am a, a Bryce Terang fan. I am not jumping off of the bandwagon. I think he's got to make some adjustments with the bat. 
Um, but I'm going to go with Bryce Durang. I think, I think he is a, I think I just love how he approaches the game of baseball. He's a winner. He cares about winning only. And I think the bat's going to come around. I'm, I'm, I think it's going to be a, a, a guy who really, um, kind of makes some adjustments and figures things out. Uh, I don't think he'll ever drive the baseball. I think he'll just be more consistent with his approach and just hitting the ball the other way, hitting the ball on the ground and, and legging some balls out. Um, and then just again doing all the little things to help a team win. Yeah, I think if he if he can develop his plate discipline even just a little bit, and just recognize that like, hey, like my speed is deadly. If I can get on base with a walk, that's just as good as a hit, and then I can start causing some damage on the base paths. For sure. Um, my dad asked, what about Jackson Churio? Well, yeah. So if we're talking about guys that were not on the roster, yeah, I mean we could um, we could say. Jackson Churio would be probably the number one guy for me. Uh, and, and even Jacob Mizorowski, uh, even though he got hurt at the end of the year, but he was, uh, if you guys saw what he did in the future games, um, it, it was electric 101 mile an hour fastball with a nasty slider. So um, yeah, Churio would be the guy if we were talking about guys that were not on the roster this year. Yeah. Yeah, this was, and when we envisioned this, it was the the Milwaukee Brewers. So we kind of visited it as as the major league roster. Um, but if we were to talk about minor league guys, um, you could toss Robert Gosser. That's exactly what just came from the YouTube comments. Robert Gosser, he had a great season. I believe he led AAA in strikeouts. Um, so yeah, Robert Gosser would be definitely a guy coming from the minor leagues. But Jake, who would be a player that you're most excited to watch in 2024 based on this year? So he's still got to let the world know who he is. He has a little, he has a presence about him, a quiet confidence about him. He has speed, good glove. He has power. His name is Garrett Mitchell. And when I was coming into this season, I was like, man, Garrett Mitchell's about to become a star in front of our eyes. And, you know, obviously he had the shoulder injury. And, uh, man, I was really bummed when I got that ESPN update. I was like, oh, no way. But I think next year is really the year when people are going to know that the Milwaukee Brewers are here. This was just uh, the, the intro to the book. And I think next year in 2024 is when people are going to open it up and be like, we're about to open a can of whoop ass on this Major League Baseball. <laughs> yeah. Like it. Garrett, Garrett Mitchell. Dude, Garrett he's got to be Garrett, bro. Also. He, he really represents what I think is a potentially a five-tool player for the Brewers. Yep. Um, he, and the fact that we could have an outfield that covers Christian Yelich, Garrett Mitchell, Sal Freelich, you could toss Joey Weimer, you can toss Tyrone Taylor, you can toss Blake Perkins, you can toss Jackson Churio in there. Who's going to find grass in the outfield with any combination of those guys in the outfield? Bruh. <laughs> Nobody. <laughs> Yeah. There's, there's going to be no grass that isn't covered by any combination of those players. But Garrett Mitchell, he really represents, I think, maybe outside of Sal Freelich, but when you factor in power, Garrett Mitchell represents arguably the best two-way player uh, for the offense and defense side of the game. And I agree with you, Jake. I think he's he's a star in the making. Um, so really excited to see Garrett Mitchell. If he can, If he can be a difference maker in the playoffs, even if it's just – as a base runner or a late defensive substitute, just anything like that. Like I said, anything we get from Garrett Mitchell in the playoffs is just bonus, but um, really hoping he's healthy next year and we can get the full Garrett Mitchell experience in 2024. Cause I, like Jake said, like I agree with, I think he's going to be a star. 
Dude, that guy is stealing 50 bases. He's hitting 30 to 40 home runs, in my opinion, when he's at his best. I mean, damn, that, that many, huh? I, I really think so, dude. Like, you see his ability to drive the baseball. Like, he's got a dude, he's going to be a monster, dude. And he's, he's got a, the hair flow. I'm a yeah, little He's jealous. a freak. He's a freak. He just has to stay healthy, see what he can do. Yep. He hasn't even been healthy in a full season in the minor leagues either. So, I know. Um, I'm, I, I'm totally with you guys. He could be like a, one of those five tool talents that, just takes the game over. He certainly has it in him. Hopefully he stays healthy. All right. Well, Vinny, we appreciate you taking the time to hop back on with us. Uh, hopefully the Brewers season extends and we can have you back on before the season is over. Um, and, you know, I'm just going to go out and say that I think it's going to continue after this week. But um, thank you again for taking the time to hop on with us again, and, and we'd love to have you back. Yeah, for sure. Let's have a let's have a World Series post-parade um <laughs> appearance how about that? oh be, you're invited you're amazing um, all right <laughs> coming from youtube again tyler black looks really good he looks like a dude you might see 2024 opening day i am campaigning for him to start at first base and my dad said also thank you Vinny. so uh yeah uh it's really oh, cool yeah. that we were able to have you on again and it's uh always a good time and always some some good conversation so we appreciate it absolutely and we'll be talking soon i'm sure yeah we'll talk soon guys thanks for having me yep take all care. right Nick. Have a good night. I will see you on Wednesday. Yes. Take care, everybody. Go Brewers. Let's go. Go crew. Have a good night. All right. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue. All in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $129 each. Then get flavorful Tyson natural boneless chicken breasts for $2.49 a pound. All with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.